0: Oh, it's Blocks and Talks. It's intro time. Let's change it up. It's Andrew. And Josh. We discuss about the world of LEGO from reviews of the latest sets to discussion within the community and any trending things. We just made an Instagram. It's called block at Blocks and Talks. Be sure to give us a follow as we start building it out and hope to reach more people. Greatly appreciate it. Today's episode, we're going to be with the LEGO Ideas 10K designer, Colonel Candy. Hope you enjoy. Alrighty, so today I am with a LEGO Ideas 10k designer, Colonel Attentative Candy, we'll refer to him as Colonel Candy for short for the sake of like, just convenience. How are you doing, buddy? You? Yeah, I'm not doing too bad myself, you know, it's just a Thursday, chilling, getting the recordings in. So that's pretty impressive, you have a LEGO Ideas set, or not set, but idea that could become a set. Um. So I think how we're going to break this little interview down is for like maybe the first section, we're just going to talk a little bit more about you and like your involvement in the hobby. And then like the second half, we're going to talk more about the design itself. How's that sound? Sounds right. Alrighty. So just to begin, uh, how long have you been like building or collecting Lego as a hobby?
1: All my life.
0: All your life. And how long would that be, my good friend?
1: 15 years.
0: Fifteen years. Okay, that's pretty long.
2: Fifteen. Uh huh. years.
0: All right, eighteen years. Wow, that's really that's long. Uh, so you want to talk that's- a bit about how you like first found the hobby or what got you into it? Like, what really kickstarted it?
2: Well, it start with clothes sets, and when I was old enough for Ledo, I had I had sets since then, and it, I still I still did some for Christmas and. Wow, it's,
0: so you started from the beginning way back with Duplo. You like literally worked yes. your way up. <laughs> nice. Exactly. So, do you um I know you like obviously you're a designer based on this achievement, but do you would you say you're mostly like a custom free builder or do you like to build sets more, like the the pre-made kits more?
2: I think I prefer to build my own much.
0: Nice. Yeah, I'm actually the exact opposite. I prefer the kits, but hey, that's the fun about Lego—you could do whatever you want with it. Sure. So, so when you collect, do you have like any specific theme, or even when you design, is there a specific like timeline theme or subject you like to focus on?
2: Sometimes it have been more kind of the the big sets, uh, more um, intriguing constructions like the Eto one or uh, little ideas set, uh, but I always love uh, themes like Harry Potter.
0: Oh, okay. So you like mystical things, or just more complex structures that might be a little more challenging? Yes. Nice. So, how about in a weekly basis? How much time would you say you put into the hobby? I'm like I'm just a rough estimate of like hours.
2: That's a tricky question. Um, I would say maybe an hour a day, so maybe seven hour a week.
0: Nice. So about an hour a day. And is it mostly like playing with the sets, observing them, or is it like just designing or building sets? What would you say most of it comes down to nowadays Fans.
2: I like to uh to, to surf on the on the internet and uh learn new techniques and also uh play around with studio and real brits to to find uh new connections. and when I have an inspiration for a new a new mod I just uh build it
0: that's cool yeah we actually had a previous segment where we talked about a little bit about techniques and stuff because we're not too familiar with it but just a quick question on that like is the lego community still discovering new building techniques like today or would you say most of it's been discovered and mapped out at this point
2: there's always new techniques and when there's new bricks everyone just try to find new tunitions and uh, uh, there's more and more new new ones, so no it I don't think uh every time' have been discovered yet.
0: Oh, that's really cool, yeah, well, I guess that helps us find some resolution with that previous question. that's nice uh have Have you personally discovered any new techniques for the community, or is it mostly just learning from them?
2: actually, for my dimensions labyrinth build, me and my brother kind of. Uh, just over a new technique, uh, A new technique. It consists of taking all technique pins with a stud on top, so the gray ones, not the dark gray ones, mm-hmm. and present the pin part in the underside of a grid, and stud, uh, you put a plate on it, and it creates a, a double-way grid, where you, with which you can build on both sides. It's really
0: tough. Oh, that sounds, yeah, that sounds great adds more depth and you can have like multiple-sided like structuring that's cool yes exactly and i think this would be the perfect gateway into talking about your design itself which it looks like based on the site it's officially called jim henson's labyrinth the escher room is that correct yeah yeah so you want to talk a little bit about it and especially since this is like a podcast and not really uh visual format uh would you also want to just like give a verbal description of it as you go?
2: Sure. Um, while I'm finding the, the pictures, I, I have another, uh, maybe not technique, but tannitian I discovered. Yes. Yeah, um, the tip of the curved plant, um, them, the spicy ones, you can actually put a, um, a grit with a tiny hole on top. Um, the, the, all the size of the, uh, the friend's air accessories. Oh, okay. And it It's an interesting donation and I did a mod with that, so a little flower. Um I'm just trying to find my pictures.
0: Okay, yeah, take your time. And what when you use that technique, which okay. part of the structure did you use it mostly for?
2: For the flower or my
1: labyrinth?
0: Oh oh like the grassy part, right? The greens?
2: Oh no, actually it's the stairs. Um If you go on the Little Idea website and you click on the third picture, you will see a comparison between the movie and the minifeders. And you see that one is is completely upside down, and that's with this technique that I was able to achieve that.
0: Oh, I can see it. Wow, that's pretty impressive. Wow. Yeah.
2: Thank you.
0: So do you have your pictures ready to go, I guess? Yes. Yeah, you want to just give a little breakdown of the entire thing for us?
2: Sure. So it's a, a display with a square base and, and a very, um, uh, stiff flat base with a lot of details representing, uh, Eternet's element of the movie. And on top of that base, you have the Esher Room, which is a very confusing and, and fantastical, um, representation of one of MC Esser's, uh, uh most known painting. Uh, that, that painting is called the Relativity. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting about it is that three centers of gravity uh, to exist between between them. And and on top of of that uh, stairs part, you have some um, some edges and some obelisks and a a big um red boat, which represents the the bot with which Sarah reads or or right. labyrinth story from.
0: yeah so you so this is based off of the movie, or yes okay, and what inspired you to like pick this as the movie, or what inspired you to want to pick this as your inspiration for making a set
2: I always found the the movie very um very impressive it it's just a movie that really advanced technology in in cinematography, and also a very fantastical world. And I'm a I'm a bookworm, so Sarah find herself in the world of her five favorite stories. So that's something that I really it it makes me dream.
0: Yes, that's cool. So you got a little mix of both inspiration and cultural significance as like the reason. Exactly. Right. I'll,
2: I also wanted to do something selling uh, thing for myself.
0: Yeah, of course. Because if this ma- gets made into a set, then that's pretty cool. You get, like, your own thing.
1: Yes. <laughs> so,
0: so I'm just going to give the viewers a quick explanation too of, like, how I see the set, just in case, like, they're a little confused still. So essentially, <laughs> it's like a big black box on the base, and on each side of the box it looks like there's a lot of detailing depicting, like, I'm guessing, different works it looks like a lot of engravement works kind of pops out almost like the van gogh uh, idea set really cool and right on top of that black box you got all these like tannish staircases think of like the hogwarts harry potter the magical staircases where it's like kind of in every direction pointing at all these like funky angles upside down diagonal it's funny that you
2: it's funny that you mentioned it because the the stairs of Hogwarts are actually uh, based on the same painting that inspired Labyrinth.
0: Oh wow really so this painting really had a big influence on multiple uh themes then or
2: um, Oh yes yeah. and it's not the only one. Uh MCSO inspired um a very etonic cin- cinema scenes like uh, the mirror dimension from Doctor Strange to the um to the choice of blue and red pill in the matrix. It's really impressive.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah. This does look like it requires some very sophisticated building techniques and bravo to you. And just to wrap it up, it looks like the top of the stairs, it looks like, like you mentioned, there is the big book on top and almost like a flower garden-y thing all around it. Tons of foliage and some little stone uh, spikes on the top. Like you said, like Colonel Candy said, it is. it looks like it's mainly intended for display, but I can definitely see people wanting to fidget and mess around with it. All right, let's, let's dive down a little deeper into this then. Um, let's talk. You mentioned
2: display, and yes, my main idea was uh, for a display piece, but I like to play with sets, even Mm -hmm. if it's for display, and that's why I included uh, a lot of playable elements and accessories. For example, if you, to find the, uh, the, the, not the last picture on Idea, but the one before. You'll have Sarah drawing a lipstick arrow on the floor. And that tile is turnable. Oh, In the movie, really? there's Dublin underneath that comes and turns the arrow to confuse Sarah.
0: Mm-hmm. So there's like a tile on the ground that's actually like a knob. And actually opens something? Yes. Oh, what? I'm guessing... No, what it's just it... a
2: turntable underneath.
0: Oh, okay. Let me see if I can visualize. Nice. And what does that turntable do? Does it just like move the stairs around, or what does it do?
2: It just turns the arrow, actually. Oh, okay. When Sarah trying to find her way through the labyrinth, she takes her lipstick out of her pocket and starts to draw arrow behind her. But the Doblins don't want her to, to reach the castle beyond the Doblin city, so they start to turn and change position of all or or arrows.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it looks like there's a lot more to this than like the eye view, and I think it's really cool that you're able to incorporate more than what meets the eye for a display set. It's almost like that Mario block set where it looks cool on display, but there's also like a lot more you could do with it, which I think adds it's versatility.
2: Savato, tiny store heads.
0: And I'm looking on the last image. It looks like there's also like a door you can open. I'm guessing there's like different compartments you can like look into, to see like different angles of the entire set. Does that like what Not you do? Truly,
2: really. that's the only door that opens. Uh, it mm-hmm. was just this this part was kind of um, closed and very small. And to be able to pose minifigures for both uh, display and playability or pose, I I think that a, a door there was a um, an efficient way to to this
0: yeah and as i'm looking it looks like especially along one of the parts of the black base it looks like there's a lot of printed eyeballs i'm not sure if there's a lot of other printed pieces throughout but would you say this set require would require a lot of specialized pieces or uniquely printed pieces or do you think this is a set that can get away with more plain looking and conventional bricks and techniques
2: There's a lot of printed parts and, and to do accurate benefits, I think that's a really important, important component, component sorry, in the, in the design. Um, but I guess if you change a bit the composition, you could make it with, without them, without the stitchers on the base, for example.
0: Okay. So it, it is a little flexible in its modification.
2: I guess yes, but to to give best result, I think uh, printed parts are at the accurate.
0: Yeah, uh, I would agree. I was just asking it. that. Uh, I was just asking that in the perspective, like maybe a Lego team example when they're like reviewing the set, you know and thinking if they should uh, make this a set. You know what I'm saying? Like sure, that's the printed a pieces pass? that's yeah. a good
2: point. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So I want to also. Let's wind it back a bit and start from the beginning of the building process. Um did you like it looks like this is all like uh generated images. Did like which program did you use specifically for building this? Or did you decide to brick build this and then like paste it online?
2: I built part of it to test solidity techniques and mainly because I have some illegal techniques in it. Mm -hmm. And then built the whole thing in Bricklin Studio and rendered it with it.
0: Nice. Oh, you mentioned illegal techniques. Yeah. You want to break that down a bit for us? And for those who are unfamiliar, illegal techniques are essentially techniques that would, while they could technically fit and cause a connection, it would result in like straining or unnatural positioning of bricks to make it work, which is hence why it's called illegal. So yeah, you wanna just give us a little background on those parts in the building process?
2: Sure. The main ill technique that is used is the the one I, I mentioned with the all technique pins. But actually, I decided to use this technique all over the set because do not put any stress on the Brits or the nor the pins. And and I think that if little reviews it it will be a very good technique to opens a lot of possibility in the Lego world.
0: Interesting. So this might, this could be a pioneer for future techniques and ideas for the LEGO team or community in general. Yes, exactly. And sorry, I don't think I quite understood. So it was just, how do the pins work exactly, would you say, that makes it illegal?
2: Well, you are not supposed to push a tetnet pin on a underside of a brick. It, it kind of
0: oh okay, is I, the same yeah, yeah.
2: size, but it's not meant for it.
0: Okay, yeah, I know what you mean, Heza. I'm gonna be honest. Back when I was a kid, I used to do that myself when building. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I never
2: saw anyone doing it.
0: <laughs> really? Yeah, just like using the little techni like the little blue or black pins, right? Those little. Technic pins, is that what we're talking about?
2: No, it's not the blue ones. It's the light gray ones. The one with a the, the smaller stud. The the dark gray ones have a either stud which made a bitter depth, which do not make a great texture. And oh, okay. the blue ones has a um technic athole on the other side. That's not what I used.
0: Okay. I was probably thinking the wrong thing then. Alright. Um, that's pretty cool, though, and definitely curious to see. I wonder if this set does get approved. How the Lego designers would approach it, and hey, maybe they'll find a completely new technique from this. You never know. Maybe. And during this uh, whole, de- yes, sorry, what?
2: Uh, you asked about uh, other illegal techniques, and the only oh, other one I I used is on the base on the the front side with the 12-hour clock. <laughs> Uh, The Mm -hmm. wings, the the golden wings are attached sideways on clips, which is the only um, little technique that puts stress on anything.
0: Okay, I see it. Yeah, I think that's a pretty quick and easy fix that they could modify. So I don't think that one would be as big. And with this whole building process, how long did it take you from start to final product? Two months. Two months. And how much time would you say you put in a week or a day?
2: Well, I don't know. I worked on enough, um, just when I had inspira- inspirations or, or an idea to fit, say, kidney. Um, it came out came to fairly quickly, I think.
0: Yeah, that's pretty impressive. This thing looks like it's pretty complex. And what would you say was Thank like you. the biggest difficulty or challenge you faced when building this entire thing?
2: The stairs was for sure a very difficult part because it it just Lidos are meant to be built on top of each other and I had to to find a way to do something else than what Lido is is meant for so, so that was a very difficult part. Um yeah. but I think the the other bit challenge is uh being able to find a dot balance between the aesthetic of the movie and the bill of uh mini feeder, uh faces the lots mm-hmm. and finding a way to incorporate these together was very tricky
0: yeah seems like yeah that this definitely was no walk in the park and when you designed this do you have a sp- is there a specific piece count for how many pieces this thing uh took
2: yes the final version has like Two thousand eight hundred seventy-nine, I think. I did it oh, find
0: exact. you the exact count. Hmm. And when you built this thing, did you have like a certain price range or piece count you wanted to try to adhere to, or was this just build whatever and get the the idea out?
2: It was really to get the idea that you said. Mm-hmm. I I used the pieces that made the, the build most returnizable and detailed, and I did not really care about uh, price.
0: Yeah. And let's just say this did become a set. Well, well, what do you think would be a fair price you would charge this thing for?
2: Well, it's a uh, 3,000 pieces set with a license plus a Lido Idea license uh, plus a lot of stitters and custom benefits. So, I would say between 300 and 400.
0: Okay, yeah. I think that's pretty reasonable given the pieces and techniques and all that. And all those specialized yes. parts. Yes. I can definitely see that. But
2: a lot of new tallers, too.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I just see, yeah, there's going to be a lot of, like, black and gold, tan, green. Okay. This could definitely be something for someone to just buy multiple of and get, like, lots of parts of. I can see that.
2: It's one of the reasons people buy a lot of Lego ideas actually and I had that in mind when I designed the base.
0: Mm-hmm. And when you first submitted this to Lego Ideas would you did you ever like, think this would reach 10,000 or was this kind of like let's just post it for fun and see how it goes or were you confident that this thing would be a hit with the fans?
2: Really? I don't know. Um I think it I always felt like it was a winning idea, but I it's like my first bid construction, so I, I'm not sure so I would have been confident about getting to ten
0: Mm-hmm. And what was your reaction when you first found out that you got ten thousand uh likes on this? How'd you feel?
2: Uh kind of admits feeling. Um when my my 10,000 votes, uh when I had my 10,000 votes, I was in a very difficult position. I just learned that my dad was going to die. And uh it's kind of hard to real- realize that I really got all those votes. So I was not very excited.
0: Oh, I'm sorry for your loss and really sorry you had to go through that. Thank you. But I can definitely see why. It was mixed feelings. Yeah. Yes. Hope you're doing better now, though, right?
1: It's okay. I miss him. hmm Wow.
0: <laughs> okay, so, definitely mixed. I mean, that's just how life goes, I guess, and, yeah, uh, so.
2: Well, now I'm very excited because it's a, it's a bit of achievement.
0: Yeah, for sure, and I think you should definitely be very proud of that. Uh, it's very difficult for any set to make 10,000 let alone even break like the 1,000 or 5,000 marks, I think. For something built in two months and get 10,000 votes, that's definitely really, really impressive. Thank you. And especially since you said you're only 18, like um, from what I remember with interviews with like other LEGO's Idea designers, they're like adults or like experienced veterans. So to match up against them, definitely is like really cool. And yeah, you definitely got some... I'm looking forward to seeing your big projects up ahead.
1: Thank you. Yeah. So it's very nice of you.
0: Hmm. I mean, I, I'm just appreciating acknowledging credit where credit's due, you know? Yes. And you want to talk a bit about the insider process? Like, after you hit the 10,000, how did Lego communicate with you on that? Like, was there any communication at all, or how'd that look?
2: I, I was sworn to sit about all this stuff, and I can't tell you anything about it.
0: Oh, makes sense. Yeah. So it looks like Lego told you some things. Can't say it, but yeah.
2: Yes.
1: That's cool. exactly.
0: And do you know when th- this will be submitted for like the approval process? Do you know which like wave this one is set for?
2: Uh, yes. It's the, the next wave. Uh, we just had the result of the, um, the last review, uh, review board. So yeah, now they should, uh, start with the interview really soon and, uh, it Usually takes four months for a review, so maybe in four months.
0: All right. Well, fingers crossed for that one. Good luck. Thank you. Yeah, we're actually going to be doing another episode later today, talking about the uh, sets that got accepted. So that'll definitely be cool. And that hey, will
2: be interesting.
0: If your set makes it, definitely bring you back for another episode to talk about the whole set, because that'd be really cool.
1: That would be great.
0: Yeah, of course. And. When you got your 10,000, would you say you advertised it at all or is this something you just uploaded and let it simmer and build up over time?
2: I a lot of people that keep uh, reposting it um, on social media a lot, a lot on the way. I made mm-hmm. posts to to say thank you to everyone. And um, as soon as the, the review board um, came out, I I told fans to don't set it out and and try to to make people tell cult about it actually.
1: Yeah,
0: nice. And so I think we'll wrap that part of the interview up because I think that was really cool. And I want to look a little more towards the future. Are there any other projects you're currently working on for like future ideas, designs, or just in general like a personal project?
2: Not really. I don't have any project in mind for the moment, um. Hmm. But I have another uh, idea project already submitted.
0: Okay, that's exciting. And yeah, I'll definitely link this in the description. So be sure to check out Colonel Candy's uh, works and share them on. And one last thing before we go, uh, for any like new or aspiring mock builders or ideas designers, what is like the biggest piece of advice you would give them? based on like your experience and learnings.
2: Build what you love, make something for you, and make sure to have a good presentation because you need to, to make the, the viewer feel in another world when you're t- looking at your submission.
0: righty, Well, thank you for your time today, Colonel Candy. Appreciate you taking the time to talk with us. Definitely learned a lot today. And um, really hoping to see this set in stores one day.
2: Thank you. It was a pleasure.
0: Yep. All right. Take care. Have a good
1: one. You too. Thanks.